Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. I'm Valerie Wheeler, the new presenter of the Bench on Saturdays. And today I'm joined by Colm O'Sullivan. The number to get us on is 086 or you can tweet us at the Big Red Bench. There's lots to come between now and 7pm. Introvers are Senior B Champions and Jer McCarthy caught up with Annie Walsh. We also preview the Premier Senior Hurling Club Championship quarterfinals. You'll hear from Aaron Zone, Sarsfield's Black Rock and Douglas ahead of their games. Cove Ramblers are in action tonight at 7pm, so we'll look ahead to that. We're also looking at the cricket tonight as Cork County are in a semi-final tomorrow. The Premier League is back 48 days later only. Can Liverpool retain the title? We'll be chatting about who are in our top four prediction-wise. Cork City were in action earlier on as well. Shamrock Rovers in Turner's Cross. It finished 3-0 and Colm had a chat with those after. It's busy first show, but let's kick it off. You're listening to the Big Red Bench and Cork's Red FM. Hey, hey. Welcome. Welcome, all right, gee, you did all right there. I'm literally just in the door myself from Turner's Cross. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a good intro. You're flying. Am I all right? You're I did. flying it. You're grand. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Red Bench. It is my first show, and I'm delighted to be back. But plenty of action from today, wise Colin. Uh, loads going on. As I said, I'm literally just running in the door from Turner's Cross myself. Uh, I was down at the Cork City game. I almost wished I wasn't down at the Cork City game <laughs> today because it finished. Cork City nil, Shamrock Rovers 3 at Turner's Cross. Um, a very, very disappointing defeat and I suppose more so a very, very disappointing performance from Cork City at Turner's Cross this afternoon. I chatted to Neil Fenn afterwards. I chatted to Captain Garrow Morrissey as well. So we'll play those interviews very, very shortly. Um, in the first division, Cove Ramblers in a completely opposite run of form to Cork City at the moment. They're taking on UCD tonight in St. Coleman's Park. That one is getting underway at 7 o'clock so we'll preview that game later on as well. Uh, you might have heard my phone buzzing um, uh, during the <laughs> intro there. That's my notifications from Live Score. <laughs> on the games and Liverpool have just uh, or Leeds I should say have just equalised against Liverpool in the Premier League uh, Liverpool had gone 2-1 up it's now 2-all there in that game in um, in Anfield in the on the opening day of the Premier League there so um, Mohamed Salah Mo Salah gave uh, Liverpool the lead earlier on after four minutes with a penalty Jack Harrison equalised for Leeds Virgil van Dijk got another one for Liverpool and just now Patrick Bamford has equalised for Leeds as well so it's two all in that game uh, sounds like a cracker there at Anfield so I'll be uh, kind of keeping an eye on bits of that and we'll keep, you, keep an eye on it for you and keep an eye on the score for you throughout the uh, afternoon here as well um, on the show between now and seven um, earlier on Arsenal got the new Premier League season off to a winning start Mikel Arteta's side beat newly promoted Fulham 3-0 at Craven College in the campaign's opening game that's a good win for Arsenal in their first game uh, Goals from Alexander Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Either side of a debut strike from Gabriel secured the win. It wouldn't really have been an Arsenal win without an Aubameyang goal and vital for them that they managed to hold on to him in the off-season as well. Also today, Crystal Palace beat Southampton 1-0 at Sellers Park thanks to an early Wilfred Zaha goal for the hosts. Um, in the Championship, great to see Cork's Adam Ida uh, score the only goal in Norwich's 1-0 win over Huddersfield with recently relegated Bournemouth also picking up three points against Blackburn. Uh, Adam Ida, Valerie, I'm saying because... He was on Twitter during the week. I don't know if you I've saw seen it. it. And uh, it was Colin Murphy was, was tweeting about it. And uh, Adam Ida tweeted himself, Ida, with a big laughy face because he was getting called Ida by Sky Sports. So it's Adam Ida. And I'm sure I have called him Adam Ida at some stage as well. And there's no harm to nip it in the bud when you're first starting off, I think. <laughs> Definitely. And Gaelic Games in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship quarterfinal. Stars take on Aaron Zone. That's in Porky Creeve tonight. Throwing there is at 7.30. That's a big game tonight as well. Elsewhere in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship quarterfinals, it was a win for Corsi Rovers against Watergrass Hill as it finished 121-115. to That's followed by Blarney who battled it out 
against Ballincollig at Porky Ring. Throw-in is at 7.30. And uh, meanwhile, the Cork LGFA Senior A Football Championship final takes place this afternoon at halftime. And that was Moran Abbey 2-7 to West Cork 3-5. Have you another yeah, update on that? Yeah, we're second half, 13 minutes in. It is Moran Abbey 2-11, West Cork 3-8. So it's all equal there, which is very interesting. Uh, Moran Abbey going for seven in a row and West Cork really putting it up to him. Like, it's, it's great to see. It sounds like a great game as well. A lot of scores there. It sounds like a cracker, a high-scoring game and a close battle there. So we'll keep an eye on that for you as well throughout the show. In rugby, Leinster go in pursuit of a third successive Guinness Pro 14 title when they take on Ulster in this evening's grand final. Ross Byrne has been given the nod to start at out half for the holders with Johnny Sexton on the bench. There's a 25-8 to kickoff at the Aviva Stadium there, obviously behind closed doors again. And finally, in tennis, Austrian tennis player Dominic Thiem has set up a US Open final against Alexander Zevrov. Uh, today's women's final sees Naomi Osaka take on Victoria Azarenka as well. So, um, Premier League, it's great to have it back, Valerie. I mean... Uh, we didn't have too long of an off-season this year. We had, I think, five or six weeks. I was chatting to Ryan about it outside earlier on. Yeah. And it's back for a new season. It is. A 48 days later, and I was looking up on a few things the last few days, and, you know, I was kind of looking up on who would I maybe pick in my top four mm. prediction-wise and who maybe be the first manager to be kicked off the scene this year. But um, Liverpool League champions are obviously off to a great start as well. But do they have the passion and the drive column to retain that title? That is the question. And they didn't make many signings in the off-season either Liverpool now they, some will say they didn't need to make many signings they're so strong already they won it by so much last year but I saw quite a few people kind of questioning why why they didn't spend money why they didn't sign a few more players so you don't know but like I, I think Liverpool probably will uh, and I just I say that they've got another goal actually Mo Salah again for Liverpool so Liverpool 3 leads 2 is the score in that game there now and uh, I, I think Liverpool will probably have enough to um, retain the title this year but it's going to be very very close because Chelsea have spent a lot of money mm-hmm. made a lot of good signings Chelsea are going to be up there Man City are obviously going to be up there again they're going, going to want to win up brack- there. Yeah, are you going to put Arsenal I up there? I will put Arsenal they'd be my top four Liverpool, Man City Chelsea and Arsenal gonna, I am an Arsenal fan so I can't really drop I, I, them either I knew that and, and I had the same with Ryan earlier on <laughs> uh, outside because he's an Arsenal fan too so I'm surrounded by Arsenal fans here uh, I was going to put Manchester United in there I think United will be stronger this year I don't think Arsenal will be top four I think they'll be lucky to get top six and you all like me saying that as an Arsenal fan Ugh. but they did have a good win today 3-0 um, I think I think you're looking at probably a Man City and Liverpool at the top two again Chelsea very much pushing them close and then I think it's going to be a battle for the fourth spot again between the likes of Man United Spurs maybe Arsenal a few clubs will be there or thereabouts maybe Leicester will be up there again this season as well but uh, it's going to be a very very interesting season and I mean it's off to a cracker having Leeds up there now as well with Liverpool 3-2 in the game 36 minutes on the clock there so um, I don't know it's going to be very interesting to see I always think an interesting one is who will be the first Premier League manager to be sacked of the season usually by October or November there's one casualty who are you thinking this year? Um, looking at the odds during the week, it looks like Mourinho doesn't <laughs> does. fare too well. Does. It does. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's under a lot of pressure. It's it's strange because it's it's strange to have him up there. I think, you know, he's the chosen one, the special mm. one. He thinks he's great. And it's it, for him to be on the firing line is very strange. And he's in the spotlight a lot, actually, at the moment for the Spurs <laughs> documentary that's doing the round is on Amazon Prime as well. Uh, Mourinho to be sacked first. Could that be the case? Uh, I don't think he'll be the first I think you're looking at one of the the lower teams will probably end up sacking their manager first maybe one of the newly promoted teams who who don't do as well as they would have expected after spending in the summer and so on um, I think Bielsa's going to be a great managerial character in the Premier League he's not going to be sacked or anything but I think he's going to be a great <laughs> character he, he's crazy he's he's 
brilliant. He's, he's going to bring so much life to it. They will, and I think it's it's really nice that we have something to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. So there'll be plenty of Premier League action that we'll bring sure to you. Will. Also, I have GA News, which is, uh, you know, very welcoming. They had a statement earlier on. They had a meeting online earlier today where it was decided to formally proceed with plans to stage the All-Ireland Senior Under-20 Minor Inter-County Football and Hurling Championships for 2020. I mean, Colm, this is music to my ears. Like, <laughs> it sure is. Forget about the Premier League. It's I all about it's the All-Ireland. it's music everyone's ears, in fairness. Uh, we're going to have Christmas All-Ireland Finals, um, which is going to be unique, but it's going to be kind of cool in a way. But the big question is how many people are going to be able to go to games. We're going to find out a lot more about that probably when the government announce their new roadmap on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yeah. So is it going to be hundreds? Is it going to be a couple of thousand? Is it going to be nobody? Nobody really knows. But how do you think it impacts, Valerie? I think it will impact because I think, the you know what, the players do feed off the fans and I think the fans will miss it more than the players. I think there's people sitting at home and yeah, you can watch live streaming but nothing actually beats being there. You know, I've had the privilege over the last few weeks to go to a few games behind closed doors and it's just not the same. I'm like, am I watching a challenge game? Yeah. What am I watching? So hopefully they'll allow in a few. I mean, if you were in Parky Cueve tonight at Aaron's Own Stars, you know, a couple of I could nearly see a thousand going in there. Like, you why could couldn't easily, you? You could like? easily do it. You could easily do a couple of thousand in the, in, the, in a stadium the size of Porky Cueve. I was in Turner's Cross behind closed doors earlier. You could easily have it a thousand, fifteen hundred quids or mm. fifteen hundred people spread out in Turner's Cross today as well. It can be done. They're they're trialing it in the UK, so hopefully the Irish government will trial it here as well, and hopefully it'll be done safely and done properly in the way it should be done. But I think it definitely has to has to be pushed forward. I mean, a stadium the size of Croke Park for all That's Ireland crazy. finals, you can't have an empty all Ireland no. final, surely. No, above in the snow. You can't. <laughs> but it was great. Look, it's a positive interaction and a positive step forward and they will be getting financial support from the government. Yeah. So that's what they were most worried about. That's going to make up for um, the, the lack of crowds there as well, if there are lack of crowds, because obviously it's not going to be full. But we're going to turn our attentions back to football now and a big game for Cork City, as we said today. They were up against um, possibly the champions-elect, Shamrock Rovers. They're definitely in a commanding position at the top of the table and Cork City were well beaten. I was down at the game. It was a very, very poor performance from Cork City. They really looked disjointed. They just didn't look at the races at all at all today, Cork City. Shamrock Rovers, though, are an experienced side. They have a lot more experience than, than this Cork City team. And they were very, very dominant throughout. 3-0 was the final score. Shamrock Rovers probably could and should have won by a bit more. Afterwards, I caught up with manager Neil Fenn. And I put it to him that it was a poor performance. Yeah, poor performance. We never got to grips with, with their shape. We never, we weren't good enough in, in possession. And um, we let them dictate the play, really. We, needed, we thought we needed to get after them because they've got a big game on Thursday. They didn't want to make it easy for him. We didn't want him to come down here and, and have an easy game, and that's exactly what we gave him. We thought we needed to get after him because they've got a big game on Thursday. They didn't want to make it easy for him. We didn't want him to come down here and, and have an easy game, and that's exactly what we gave him. Um, they, they got into the game in the first half. You made a few changes at halftime trying to t- turn things around, but it didn't seem to have a major impact. No, I think we looked more solid, well, for the first half of the second half, but that's what happens when you're, when you're playing young players and you're playing players out of position. Um, you look disjointed. I mean, Shamrock Rovers can pick the same 11 virtually every week. We've got four players injured who played against Sligo, probably our best performance of the season. So we can, we can, we can analyse that. We can analyse tactics. We can analyse performances. But if you're missing four players out, you're starting 11 against a team like Shamrock Rovers with experienced players and hundreds of games under their belt, it's always going to be difficult. A couple of tough games coming up now as well the next couple of weeks. Um, Dundalk here next week will be an equally tough game. And then a big game against Finn Harps, I suppose. But you'll probably be hoping to get something from the Dundalk game so you don't go to Finn Harps bottom of the table. Yeah, we don't want to go to, we don't want to go into the game, obviously, with a loss, any loss behind your back. But they're all big games. There's no point us saying Dundalk coming here is going to be a difficult, everyone who comes here is going to be a difficult game for us. Every time we go on the road, it's a difficult game. It's where we're at. We're second from bottom in the league. We've got a young squad. 
we've got a lot of injuries so there's no point us trying to trying to dress it up any other way every every game that, that we play is going to be difficult every point we pick up like we say last week against Shells has turned into a good point so we have to stay positive we have to we have to believe that we can't play as bad as what we did today in possession and that we, we'll give Dundalk a better game than what we gave Rovers You said during the week you, you have a target of how many points you need to stay up for the season was today a game you targeted any points in? We've we done it in, in blocks of three so weren't each particular game we targeted points so we, we, we certainly we'll need to pick up some points from Dundalk if, if we're going to reach our target for this block of three but um, you never know you could go on a run like like Sligo I've gone on a run it's just it's just when it's just getting a, a, a fit 11 a fit starting 11 that we believe is our best 11 um, out onto the pitch Cork City Shamrock Rovers a turn across would be a huge occasion a huge crowd normally under normal circumstances did you miss that today did you miss the atmosphere or, or was it almost a benefit in terms of there wasn't as much pressure on the players or would you have liked having the shed there cheering you on um, I don't think we could have played any worse so I think that obviously the, the crowd would have been would have helped us I think at 2-0 um, and coming out in the second half there was a spell for maybe 15 minutes in the second half where we were having a little bit of pressure and I, you know you, you don't know um, certainly I would have I would have preferred a, a crowd here I would have preferred a crowd and um, it gets it gets the players going but like you say that's the reality now and that's the new it's the new way we have to play football What's the atmosphere like in the squad Neil? I mean a few guys seem a bit down coming off the pitch there Yeah everyone's low you know I, I think it's after giving after playing against um, Rovers up there and, and, and giving a good showing of ourselves um, and, and thinking we could you know we, we, we could match them on our day um, I think they've been brought down to a little bit of reality really and, um, and it's, 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 it's put us back a little bit to square one so we have to pick the boys up again and, and believe that we can get a result out of, out of Dundalk Cork City manager Neil Fenn chatting to me after today's defeat 3-0 to Shamrock Rovers at Turner's Cross I also chatted to captain Garrod Morrissey and I felt for Garrod after he seemed really really disappointed with the results Garrod I suppose a disappointing result but a poor performance as well really yeah look um, uh, we lost to a better team you know um, obviously um, we weren't really out of the top but um, I think these are the games that give you the opportunity to learn and get the experience to become a good team you know we're, we're a new team really still like you know what I mean um, that's John McRover's team that's four years in the making and you know this is this is the season this to come to fruition but um, before that like I remember going up there popping them winning them kind of games being the dominant team but um, when you have a new team like we were on about it like if you racked up our appearances as professional footballers um, to theirs you know we're, we're nowhere near it so um, it's experience this is this is a bad experience but they're the best team uh, learning curves and that's what we need to do now we need to learn and, and we need to learn quick because we need to get results um, so we're looking to the next game Dundalk and um, look we have a lot to work on now again uh, and you know no one likes to be to be in the cross and, on these nights like you know but um, they're part and parcel of it you know it comes in waves and, and this is just the way it is at the moment this is where we are um, look, we're going to get the head down we keep we have a group of honest honest hard working young, young lads really Um we're just going to get the head down, keep working hard, and um, hopefully, hopefully that, that experience and that bit of um, know-how uh, we learn it quicker than rather than later, and we get a couple of results and pull us away out of it. I can see you're very disappointed. Um, like, how does it feel as a player playing in a game like that today when you've played in games here uh, with such dominant teams? And I can see you on the pitch today playing a captain's role and kind of having words with younger guys and encouraging them and giving out to them a bit when needed. Um, do you find it tough? It is tough, um, you know. There's there's no two ways about it. Um, as you said, when you've been on the Europe, but as well like before that, I was I was in, you know, the first division teams that were here and the teams trying to get out of the first division and trying to stay in the Premier Division, and and then eventually after a few years of that, 
we had a we had a what, three or four year spell of when we were at it and we were the top team in the country with Dundalk. Um, but it took a while, you know, it didn't happen overnight. And uh, just just uh, I just keep reiterating that point that this team, like these experiences that you build on, and yeah. You add to your, I suppose you you put them in the locker and you keep going and keep going and eventually you do you end up in a team where like you have all the experience you've, you've racked up them appearances that um you know they're like I said nights like these like nobody wants them but they're vital in terms of kicking you on as a footballer and getting you to a level where you're competing to win leagues and win cups and um I've no doubt like we'll be back there again someday but at the moment it's just the hard yards and they need to be put in and we're we're going to put them in and um as I said there's a unbelievably honest group and there from the gaffer to Joe to the staff all the players everybody involved in the club everybody's putting in a shift and um, there's nobody hiding everybody knows what we need to do and um, we're looking forward to getting back in now to like you know ruins a weekend ruins ruins your week till you can get back on the pitch again and to rectify it and uh, go again so we can't wait to get back in Monday and um, you know try build on something to, to put it right the following week How much are you missing the crowds here at Turners Cross I mean Cork City and Shamrock Rovers would have had a big crowd here today there would have been a great atmosphere Rovers would have had a big crowd down being a Saturday as well um, like are you missing having the shed cheering you on there or is, is it half a blessing in disguise on a day like today when you'd have probably been getting a bit of stick as well but I suppose even that it's nice to have the crowd there yeah I think and as well this season I think it's been different uh, even like I think at the start you know I think the crowds knew they accepted the fact that we were this is a really young side and we're, we're, we're just coming together so I don't think like the previous season when we had the players with the experience and it just wasn't happening I think this is a, uh, this season was a different ball game because um, you know I think, and I think the crowds in fairness to them I think they were fair with us they accepted the fact that we were young lads coming together totally new squad um, we're not where we used to be and we're trying to build so they accepted it so um, I think in, in terms of being on the pitch it would have been a blessing because you know you, all of a sudden you put in a tackle you know the game's going against you. You're putting a tackle. Crowd gets up. They're cheering. All of a sudden, it's flipped, and you have a you have a five ten minute spell where you could possibly go and score. And um, you know they they do make it's a it's cliche twelfth man all that, but they do make a difference. And especially when you're at home, it's massive to have a like the shed behind you there when you're when you're going and you know trying to trying to score a goal. They're they're geeing you up. You know you've nothing left in the tank, and they give you the that bit of push that you need to to go and get a result. It's Cork City captain Garrod Morrissey very very disappointed after Cork City's. 3-0 defeat to Shamrock Rovers at Turner's Cross this afternoon and uh, there's more on that on the Red FM Facebook page as well you can catch up on that game there we're going to return to football later on in the show towards the end of the show because Cove Ramblers are in action tonight in the first division against UCD both teams are level on points going into that game tonight the first division is so so tight at the moment so many teams going for the playoffs including former Cork City boss John Caulfield and his Galway team he got off to a great great start at Galway uh, not surprising for John Caulfield three wins from three after Galway hadn't won a game all season so that's going to be an interesting battle as well and could as we said last week could you have a John Caulfield versus Cork City playoff for relegation that'd be fun Valerie wouldn't it oh extremely fun <laughs> absolutely uh, or, or maybe against Cove Ramblers as well but hopefully Cork City avoid the relegation playoffs but we'll see how it pans out over the next couple of weeks big game against Dundalk next week as well now busy uh, weekend Gaelic games wise we have loads of GA to come for you and ladies football last night Valerie yeah last night Inch Rovers won the ladies football senior B championship as they beat St. Val's 12 points to 8 Annie Walsh in outstanding form as she got 9 9 of their 12 points afterwards Jer McCarthy caught up with her after being crowned county champions. Annie Walsh, county champion. How does that sound? 
Uh, it's just brilliant. Um, you know, I suppose, given what's gone on so far this year, as we said, and I'm sure a lot of people who knew that we'd be playing football, but um, I suppose, look, we were delighted to get the message to say we were heading back to inning, and um, it's just fabulous just to finish it out, um, winning a county title like it's a senior B, but, you know, just after coming back up from intermediate, it's just fantastic to show that we can compete up here at the senior grade with some of the best teams, so we're just absolutely delighted to win tonight. You had a particularly good game on the 40, but you were dropping deep and doing an awful lot of extra work. You covered a fair bit of ground tonight. Yeah, and I'm not sure the age I have now. I should be doing that much mileage. But, um, you know, I suppose, look, we all have our own roles within the team. And, you know, sometimes we just have to dig a bit deep. And, you know, everyone out there, you know, I think you could see we wanted that so much tonight. And everyone fought hard for that 50-50 ball, you know, even when things weren't going well. We just kept going. We just kept trying to do the simple things right, playing together as a team. And, you know, it was just, it's just absolutely fantastic that, um, you know, we've won and we're coming away with a cup. just absolutely delighted I don't want to look too far ahead but next season already or next year whenever the championship does roll around we don't know what lies ahead in the next bunch of months but your trophy in the cabinet a lot of young players played really stood up tonight along with yourselves and the more experienced players but it was that tenacity and that effort and that team effort and that you're def- defending that got you over the line that must bode well for next year Ah oh yeah look um, what I'd say there is you know we have a junior team as well um, we've had a fantastic numbers of training since we've gone back the juniors are in a county final in a couple of weeks time as well and we look forward to that you know they drive us on a training they make everything better as well all the younger girls as I said there was some out there tonight that really stood up and you know really stuck a a stake to claim for you know their place out there and gave it everything but there's plenty of other girls on the line there and I'm sure you'll see them in the senior playing senior for Inch and hopefully Cork in years to come they're just absolutely fantastic they come to training they work hard they don't complain and they keep us going as well so it's fantastic and just finally for you personally for you with all your time playing with Inch Rovers this must be up there with the best moments ah uh, yeah you know it's fantastic I, I was only we were only just talking about it there during the week a couple of us and we were saying you know we've had a great few years with the club I suppose you know we would have um, actually won the Intermediate All-Ireland back in 2006 and so we went up senior in 2007 it was our first year up senior and we beat Dunamore who were the kingpins of um, Cork football for years and we actually went all the way to the All-Ireland final that year you know we'd such a young team and the likes of Angela and Amory and a few others were playing um, that are still playing today um, you know we ended up losing that and we ended up getting back there again in 2008 and in 2010 then 10 years ago we finally ended up actually winning that senior A All-Ireland club um, beating Carnacon after they'd beaten us twice so you know it's just it's just so good um, you know just to be able to play with your club that's who you start out with that's who you end your career with and it's just absolutely fantastic they're a fantastic bunch of girls I suppose you know, I live in Cork myself and I'm travelling down home for training, but, you know, it's absolutely no problem at all, you know, when we go down and, you know, everyone just puts it in and it's just fantastic, just, and privileged to call some of these girls my teammates. Enjoy the celebrations. Thanks, Real. Thanks very much. Annie Walsh speaking to Ger McCarthy last night after Inch Rovers or won the Ladies Football Senior Championship as they beat St. Val's. 12 points to eight, but calling you something nice for the listeners. I do something nice for the li- I do have something nice for the listeners. When I turn on my microphone, I was distracted because I just got the halftime score of the Liverpool game. Liverpool 3 leads 2 at halftime as, as it stands there. We'll keep you up to date on that between now and 7 o'clock. We have a great competition on the show tonight, actually. We've teamed up with Anytime Fitness in Balancholic, which is a brand new gym opened in Balancholic uh, just about six weeks ago after lockdown. And uh, they're open 24 hours a day, Valerie. So you can go oh, to the wow. gym at 2 or 3 or 4 or 5 in the morning would or any time you, you want. Would you be fond of going to the gym at that time yourself? No, I, and I, I actually... 
do go to Anytime Fitness and I do train there and it's a great facility and a great Amazing. gym. But I wouldn't be going there at that time of night. But it is available for anyone who wants to. Uh, so they've given us one annual membership, which allows one lucky winner access to the 24-hour gym. Uh, George O'Callaghan, former Cork City player, league winner with Cork City. He's the manager out there. So our question to win this Anytime Fitness membership to their 24-hour gym is, in what year did George O'Callaghan win the league with Cork City, managed by Damien Richardson that year? Uh, a great win. They beat Derry City on the last night of the shed, the old shed at Turner's Cross as well. What year did George O'Callaghan win the league with Cork City is your question to win a one-year annual membership for um, Anytime Fitness in Ballincollig. So, uh, yeah, we, 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 I think anyone would like that prize, wouldn't they? Amazing, especially after lockdown. I know I, know I needed <laughs> it after lockdown. <laughs> a lot of people probably do need it after lockdown, definitely. So, Anytime Fitness in Ballincollig, text us now your answer, name and location, 086-8104-106. Brilliant. We're going to face now over to some hurling. Plenty of action this weekend. The quarterfinals of the Premier Senior Hurling Club Championship is happening. It's starting tonight at 7.30 in Parky Cueve. First up is Sarah Fields and Aaron's own. I'll be at that myself later on this evening. But earlier today, I had a chat with Aaron's own manager, Martin Bone. Martin, a lot of people are expecting a thriller later on in Parky Cueve. Uh, I don't know about that now, to be honest, but, um, you know, after when you're expecting a thriller, there's a complete letdown. But look, we'll be going out to the best we can anyway and see how it works out, you know. Over the last few weeks, you've kind of left things till a bit late, Martin. That's the understatement of the year. Um, <laughs> Look, I suppose in all our games we've struggled really, but um, you know the lads have shown unbelievable determination and uh, fight. And um, look, we got the results, and uh, we are where we are, and deservedly so. And put all credit due to the lads. I know it shows determination that they're able to get back into. You know, even that dramatic goal is what saved you against Newtown Chandram. Yeah, but, but um, you know, I suppose we were very fortunate at the end of that game. Uh, but look, that kind of performance. Certainly won't do against tomorrow, tomorrow against the favourites, you know. We know what kind of a team Sars are. They're an excellent young team with uh, great ambition. And um, look, we'll have to try and contain them or curtail them from the start. And if we don't, we'll be in big trouble. Why do you think it takes you that bit longer to get started and get into the game? I don't know. It was very hard because initially it was very hard to understand because initially against Backrock, we started very well for the first seven or eight minutes and then we kind of collapsed completely. And um, against Bishon, exactly the same thing happened. Now, we were reasonably competitive against Newtown in the first half, but at the start of the second half, they seemed to pull away a bit, and then we came back strongly towards the end. So, I don't know, I'm just hoping that we can eradicate it and that we can go from the word go, but it will all depend on the night. What are you expecting from SARS? Well, like, we know all the SARS, as obviously we've been watching them over the past few years. They've been winning counties at minor on 21 level. We know they're going to be very fast. They're very skillful. And, um, no, nope, Patrick Heath is going to suit them. So they're also very strong favourites. And, uh, you know, I suppose we're expecting that they will be absolutely flying. And hopefully we can do our very best to curtail them in some, at some way during the game, you know. Yeah, sometimes heading in and underdogs could favour you, though. You know, you're going in with less pressure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're certainly going in as underdogs, but, uh, uh, we have a lot of lads, you know, who, who are giving young believers service. And, um, look, I suppose at the end of the day, it is local derby and uh, anything can happen on the night. And we, you know, we're going in with conference, we play well. So we're uh, going to progress forward and see where it leads us at the end of the night. 
you had players unavailable to the last night, but now you do have people back. Yeah, well, we were short term for the last day. But, um, we have a full spread this time, so we'll see how where that goes. You know, um, just hard to say, really. You know, the quarter final. Um, was at this stage, you know, you can say hopefully that it'll be a 50-50 game and that I suppose what we're looking for really from all that is a very good performance from the World Bowl. Um, like if they can play for the full hour to the level they have played in the various games, we'll be there thereabouts. Great, and to be in Parky Cueve with no spectators, such a huge pitch, it's a tough task, isn't it? It is, well, I suppose it's very tough on supporters, but you know, unfortunately it is a situation we're in and I suppose there's a downside in the fact that supporters can't go there particularly when there's local derby you know there would be great interest in it and there is great interest on both sides and uh, a lot of good friends on both sides and you know it would be great if they could be there to create an atmosphere but then you have to look at the health side of it and you know the way things are I suppose we're lucky to be playing hurling so yeah, now no, you said it is what it is now you said it, we are lucky to play in hurling we're looking forward to that game later on the very best luck thanks Sally that was Aaron's own manager, Martin Bone, who are taking on Sars Knight in Parky Cueve at half past seven. Now let's hear from the Sars side as I cut up with Owen quickly. Owen, a cracking game is expected in Parky Cueve tonight. Yeah, um, I think, you know, everyone is uh, looking forward to it, uh, both clubs. Um, you know, it'll be great to get back into Parky Cueve and uh, to, a, you know, a great pitch and, uh, you know, there's great rivalry between the two clubs, uh, Aaron's own and Sars, and I'm sure, you know, all their players and all our players, I know for sure. I really looking forward to it and uh, you know the spectators might be able to look at it online as well so there'll be loads of people tuning in to have a look A lot of people are suggesting that SARS are favourites tonight do you pay any heed to that tag heading into the game? Uh, not particularly I suppose in every single game you're more than likely going to have a favourite and you know one not it's just the way sport is but uh, when it comes to a local rivalry it's, it's very different it's a very different scenario so all we can go in is, uh, you know, we, we, we feel we're in good form and the lads are in, in uh, are hurling well and their touch is good and there's good buzz around the panel. But at the same time, we know what Aaron Zone are going to bring to the table with their physicality, their hurling and, of course, a rivalry like that. Can, uh, a game can go either way, you know. I know going well so far in the Championship must give you some confidence heading into this game. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there is confidence within the team because we've come out of a very difficult group. Uh, obviously, especially with Middleton and Douglas within within that group, we're all going to be very hard to come out of it. And we have a very young team um, at the moment. You know, um, a lot of our under twenty one from last year have come through onto the team, so they have confidence from that under twenty one victory. And in the victories in the group stages, um, you know, have added to that. So there's definitely confidence within the team, and uh, there's a great feeling, a great buzz down in the club. Aaron's own people have been saying you know have been lucky in a few occasions do you expect them to be able to put it up to you tonight because they have been slow to start the last few games oh definitely look at I think Aaron's own will definitely be putting, putting it up to us big time um, when you look through yeah they, they came back from the dead nearly against Newtown Chandler mm. five points down into extra time and they still managed to come and get, and get the draw to put them through to the quarter final but if you look at Aaron's own they kind of improve as the championships go on and they're always there, thereabouts. You know, in the county final a couple of years ago, there I think against the Glen, uh, we played them in 2017, uh, and I went to a replay, and we played Parky Green in the replay. So I think they're a team that improves as the year goes on, and I think you know they're going to have a huge game in them now uh, tonight. Have you any injury worries heading into the game? No, we've uh, uh, everybody is is healthy and fit, uh, thank God. So. Uh, 
we have a full complement for our panel, so a very difficult team to take and panel even to pick. So it's, uh, obviously we have an intermediate game earlier in the day, so we'll hopefully that uh, all those lads come through without any injuries and come out of our panel. You mentioned being in a big, such a big stadium on in t- uh, tonight in the, in, of course, in the game, but what do you think it's, the atmosphere is going to be like? It's very tough to be in such a big stadium that can hold thousands and thousands of people and have no one there to be able to cheer you on. Yeah, look, at it. it's it's probably disappointing from the players' point of view when they're so young and starting out their their senior careers here with stars, and uh, they can't let the family members come. So that that's really disappointing. But look, we played Douglas already there this year, so lads know exactly what to expect from an atmosphere point of view. It's um, you know it's it's very quiet. All you can hear is the two sidelines giving in their instructions, and it's up to the players to create the atmosphere within the the lines themselves on the pitch and to be communicating to each other. But I think once the ball is thrown in, there's going to be such concentration and focus from both sides that uh, they won't worry about the atmosphere. Well, great. The very best luck to you tonight. Thanks, Valerie. Cheers. That's Owen Quigley speaking ahead of tonight's big match. Uh, just update you in another big match on the on the go at the moment as well. Um, Liverpool and Leeds still half time at Anfield in the big game of the opening day of the Premier League. Liverpool three, Leeds two, five first half goals. Uh, when we could you make it a ten goal game? Another five goals in the second half. Coming up, lots more Gaelic games here on the Big Red Bench, and we look ahead to the Cove Ramblers game against UCD tonight as well. The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from six pm. Corks Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. Yeah, it's the Big Red Bench on Corks Red FM. It's Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler with you until seven. All the sport of the weekend. Uh, just a reminder of our competition this evening. We're giving away a gym membership. We want to get you fit or fitter one or the other if you're fit already we get you fitter if you're not we will get you fit and healthy with thanks to Anytime Fitness in Ballancolig they're a newly opened gym in Ballancolig I train there myself and it's great facilities it really really is and they're open 24 hours which is pretty unique too so if you want to win that a year's membership for Anytime Fitness it's managed out in Ballancolig by former Cork City star George O'Callaghan he's a league winner with Cork City we want to know what year did George O'Callaghan win the league with Cork City Lots of correct answers in. 086-8104-106. Your answer, name and location right now. We're going back to Gaelic Games, Valerie. Yeah, loads more hurling this weekend. But Aidan has spoke to both camps ahead of the Cork Premier Senior Hurling Championship quarterfinals between Blackrock and Douglas, which throws in 4pm tomorrow in Parky Creeve. He caught up with Douglas captain Mark Harrington to discuss the previous win against Middleton, which secured their spot in the last eight, as well as looking ahead to tomorrow's game. Joining me on the line is Douglas captain Mark Harrington as we look ahead to their Premier Senior Hurling Championship quarterfinal against Black Rock. Mark, pleasure to speak with you. Very nice to speak with you too, Zion. I want to start with that game against Middleton. It was it was a brilliant game, tense at the end. But uh, I want to ask you first about your ability to play your way back into the game. You trailed by six points at one stage before taking the lead for the first time early in the second half. What were the most important factors in that fight back? Yeah, I, I think the main thing for us really was uh, just not to panic. We kind of spoke at, at half time that we were in a similar position uh, in the Stars game as well, and we were our way back into it. So I think I just I think the main the main factor behind it was just not to panic, continue to do what we were doing. We had a, a, a structure in place, and it was important for us to continue to do that. And up, thankfully, we we were able to get the scores on the board and, and hold on to the results at the end of it. 
Brian Turnbull got a great score to put Douglas in front and about the 27th minute of the second half which meant he had to keep Middleton out for the bones of 7 or 8 minutes and they only needed the one point to level it and go through uh, you were in the heart of the defence of course how exhausting were those last few minutes? Yeah, look, it, it was it was tough both mentally and physically. Look, we've been in that position before, and uh, it, it hasn't gone our way. To be fair, um, not alone did our did our backs do very well, but I thought the two lads in midfield were exceptional, Stevie and um, and, and, and the backs as well. Our forwards on top of that too as well were, were, were also excellent. They put in a, a lot of hard work and a, a lot of tackles. And uh, sorry, Key and Baldwin was the other the other fellow there. And I thought they were immense, really. Heading into the game against Blackrock, do you think that sort of game will stand to the team, whereas the Rockies had an easier run, let's say, through the group stage? Uh, look, in terms of Blackrock, they're, they're coming off three three very good wins. Uh, we, we've, we've had two. Um, I, I think the work that we've put in is quite good, but I, I don't think we can rely on going behind or conceding goals like we did against Stars or the goals against... Um, Middleton, I think we need to start on the front foot this time now uh, and not rely on coming from behind so hopefully things will go well for us Have you allowed yourself to think about what might lie ahead if you can get a win at the weekend? Do you feel this might be the best chance Douglas have ever had to deliver their first senior title? Uh, being honest with you, look, all, all we're looking at is Black Rock for us um, years gone by I think the last three years we've, we haven't got past uh, round three Look, we're in a quarter-final at the moment and that cross is the only game that we're thinking of. Well, it will be another exciting weekend of hurling for sure. Uh, Mark, thanks for coming on and best of luck. Cheers, Dave. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. That was Mark Harrington, the Douglas captain, discussing oh, what's going ahead tomorrow. But Aidan also had a chat with BlackRock manager Fergal Ryan to get his take on their so far unbeaten run this year and whether they can keep it going to book a semi-final spot in this year's championship. BlackRock senior hurling manager Fergal Ryan is on the line to discuss this Sunday's Premier Senior quarterfinal against Douglas. Fergal, thanks for speaking with us. No bother. A dominant group stage campaign, three wins from three. Uh, what has impressed you most about your side's performance so far this year? Well, I suppose the most impressive thing is, you know, at the start of it, we had aimed to win the three games and that's what we've done. Um, I suppose in the first game against Aaron's own, where we had got a good start in that game, um, Aaron's own came back into it. And um, I suppose at the end of that game then that we had, I suppose, the know-how and the will um, to finish off the game. And um, we had scored a couple of scores to in the last, I suppose, eight, eight minutes or so that, um, that gave us the win. Um, in the second game against Newtown, I think, I suppose, from last year, um, there was definitely a bit of a bit, bit more edge to the players. And I think they showed that. I think we, we played quite well in that game against um, Newtown. Um, so and that was a, I think it was a twelve point win in the end, which was which was very pleasing from the point of view of that. I think we controlled the game for longer stages, and and then the game against Bishopstone, um, you know that I suppose it, it wasn't um, it wasn't a classic in the sense that you know we didn't play fantastically well, but I suppose we were up against a team that were um, that were fighting not to go into the relegation um, final. So you know it was a, it was a tough game. But, you know, we, we've done enough to, um, to win that as well. So, you know, it was pleasing overall, um, the, the results. BlackRock is historically, of course, the most successful uh, club at this level. It's been 18 years now since the last championship title. How big of an opportunity do you think this is? Granted, we're only at the quarterfinal stage, but I don't think anyone would deny that you're serious contenders this year. 
Um, yeah, I suppose having having reached uh, the county final in 2017, I suppose people will say that you know we've been around the edges of it, but unfortunately we haven't um, haven't delivered um, a county title, um, which ultimately is is what you want to do. Um, you know we're playing our, our close neighbours, um, so there's that added bit of spice to the game against Douglas. Um, you know, so look, we're approaching it like any other game. Um, we want to win it. Certainly, for sure. And if we don't, well, then you know it's it's the end of another year, and we ha- and we have to look at next year again. So, you know, we haven't mentioned that. I mean, ultimately, we're just focusing on our own performance, and if we can bring a game, um, that's that's uh, enough players play to a to a good standard. I think um, we we'll put ourselves at a good opportunity. But look, Douglas, Douglas are a good team. You could possibly say they have a few more star-studded players than we would have um, but ultimately I think it'll be a close game Yeah just looking at Douglas I suppose we saw an impressive fighting spirit from them in their last game against Middleton we know that your side has a lot of firepower up front Uh, what do you think could be the factor that decides the game on Sunday? It'll definitely be a game of um, whose backs come out on on top I think Um, we both have I suppose talent in our forward line that um, if they can, I suppose, get enough good supply of ball in, that they can do damage. And I think whatever, I suppose it'll really be the middle third um, where we put them under pressure because they're going to have a purple patch and we're going to have a purple patch, I think, in the games. However long we can curtail their purple patch and likewise with them, um, that'll that'll dictate, um, you know, what, what supply of ball is going in. And once our backs are defending hard and and making sure that they're they're putting enough pressure on the forwards um, if they do get a score that they're working hard for it I mean that's all you can ask for but really the supply of ball in so I think the game will fall down to the middle third from the point of view of who can get who can get the best ball into their forward line and if our forwards are on on point and Douglas's forwards are on point well then it'll be a bit of a shootout so you know it has the makings of a, of a good game Um Ultimately, we'll have to we'll have to see in the day. Um, does that materialise or not? Yeah, it certainly will be a cracker by the sounds of it. Fergal, best of luck and thanks for chatting with us. No matter. Thanks very much. That was Black Rock manager Fergal Ryan, of course, heading off on their game tomorrow. But in other news, it's all over in the Cork Ladies Football Senior Air Championship. West Cork have dethroned Morn Abbey in wow. CIT. <laughs> They've stopped them from seven in a row. Column. That's amazing. I think everyone had their money in Moran Abbey. Like. Absolutely amazing. Full-time score, West Cork, 2-9-21 points to Moran Abbey's 2-13-19. So it was extremely, extremely close. Mm. But uh, Jeremy Cratty was at the game and afterwards he caught up with Anya Terry O'Sullivan, West Cork captain. Anya Terry, captain of the victorious county champions, West Cork. How does that sound? Ah, uh, unreal. Um, so this is our third year now on the road ro- and... Um, like we, we knew what it felt like the last two years to lose and I think we were so determined today not to let that happen and I suppose there was only a goal in it so it was obviously extremely close but oh my god we're absolutely delighted now to be to come out on top you know more than ever obviously a fantastic team going for seven in a row so we're absolutely thrilled they put you to the pin of their collars you knew they would but this year what was different this year was it the fuel of losing the last two yeah I think uh, obviously like we lost the game last year was over in the first half um, but I suppose you know, this year I suppose we were more kind of mature I suppose and just our third county final we knew what was ahead of us we knew exactly what Morn Abbey were going to be like and I suppose we got we missed two goals right in the first half and thank God they didn't come back to haunt us but uh, the goals probably you know, did it for us in the end so we're absolutely thrilled now 
You've been on the road a long time with this particular group of players and this management team. This is obviously the best moment of the whole lot, but more to come from some of those younger players coming through. Definitely, you know, I don't know how the management stuck with us, to be honest, Um, after the last couple of years, what they didn't, you know, thankfully we actually, you know, we have something to show for it now and there's some fantastic um, talent coming up in West Cork, so it's a good um, future. Anya Terry O'Sullivan chatting to Jer McCarthy after West Cork have dethroned Moran Abbey in CIT West Cork 2-9 Moran Abbey 2-13 they'll Fantastic. be delighted with that result they will there'll be huge celebrations <laughs> down in West Cork tonight uh, they'll be good out having a few drinks I'd say and obviously a 9 euro substantial <laughs> meal as well very 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 important these days <laughs> um, let's go to football and Cove Ramblers will be looking to maintain their promotion push tonight uh, they're flying Ramblers they've uh, they've won their last four on the bounce and, and they've kept a load of clean sheets and everything and they're right up there their level on points with tonight's opponents UCD kickoff there is in about 15 minutes time at 7 o'clock tonight Stuart Ashton's team in a great run of form as I said and Rory has been speaking to the Ramblers boss Stuart Ashton and also to midfielder Ian Turner as well ahead of tonight's match with the games they can fast over the last uh, week or so uh, yes there are knocks, knocks and niggles but nothing um, at this stage that's going to put anyone out so to speak so yeah, you know, playing the games, obviously, if fellas will get little strains and kicks, etc. But, you know, at this, at this stage, it's um, about, you know, those things you, you get on with, so to speak. So, uh, as you say, and especially, especially when you're winning, fellas want to carry on as well. Like, so that's a good bonus in this stage, like, you know, yeah. What's the most pleasing thing being about the, the one you've been on four wins in the bounce? What's been the most pleasing aspect of your performances? Obviously, as as we've said all along, um, you know the the performances haven't been bad, um, and we we've just been caught with na- naivety here and there from the start of the season. Um, and I think the most pleasing part from from our point of view, uh, which has obviously led to results, is that we we've cut them out, um, and and that's come. Yes, you you put the back five in that, the keeper and the back four who are playing tremendous. But then you you put the whole team into that. You know, you go right the way through the midfield as well, which we've you know uh, turns being one of them. He'll tell you that you know we're we're tweaking those things all the time and and getting you know that um, team spirit in there, which which has grown and grown and the lads have believed in themselves. So um, that's a big one as well. Obviously, the belief in what we tried to do from, especially coming back from lockdown, but from the start of the season. And obviously, it's easier um, when you're winning that the team believes you more. You know, if we're losing, it's obviously hard for um, manager coaches to get their points across and fellas to believe you. So... That side of it has, has been the big plus all along, obviously. And I suppose after a couple of games in the road, Nozel must be looking forward to getting back to Coleman's Park on Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, obviously it, it makes it makes life easier for everyone when you're at home. You know, you've got your your routine at home um, rather than a couple of hours on a bus, a game, and then a couple of hours. So yeah, we're looking forward to getting back there again. Unfortunately, still no crowds there, but you know that's we've kind of getting used to that at the minute. 
but not used to it because obviously we want them back and um, getting the support behind us. Um, so, yeah, obviously familiar surroundings and we'd be delighted to be back at home and uh, an important game, obviously. Ian, I might just ask you, what's the buzz like around training and around the dressing room now considering the run that you're on and right in the promotion mix? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's To be honest, you just want more games. The more games, like you said, there we've two quick games, three quick games in turnaround, but when you're winning, you don't mind that. You know, you enjoy going into training, you enjoy playing, it just makes everything a lot easier. And I think, um, like Stewie said there, there's a good atmosphere around the place, everyone's enjoying it. It's, we just can't wait. It's exciting for everyone, but even for us, you know, we're looking forward to it as well. We've, we know what we can do. We know there's a hell of a lot more to come from us. So, you know, we, we look forward to going in, working hard and, you know, improving every week. Football you're playing on top of it as well. It's it's attractive. It's good football. It's good to watch. It must be enjoyable to play in that kind of team. Yeah, it is. But like I said, I think Stewie will back me up. To, I, I still think we can actually play better. I still think there's more to come from us, which is, you know, a good sign that we're winning games and we can we know we can still improve. But yeah, I think everyone's enjoying playing in the team. It's obviously made easier when you're winning. But yeah, we're enjoying it. We're looking forward to every game, and you know, we just can't wait to play. We we don't we don't really fear anyone at the moment because of the way we're playing and that's that's you know testament to what everyone's put in the hard work people are putting in because you know people rid us off very early in the season and you know each game now we're we're going into we feel like we feel confident that we can win the games and you know that's good Is the word promotion being talked about amongst the squad or is it something you've banned or is it just something you're not even focused on It's something we're not even focused on to be honest we, we, we know what our objectives are from the start of the season whether we go on a good run or a bad run, it, it doesn't change the aim. You know, the aim to start the season is to get promoted. If it's to get into the playoffs, it's to win the league, whatever you can do, that might change as the season goes on. But but our our aim is is promotion. And, you know, the more we win games, obviously the more people are going to talk about it. But That is Ian Turner, Cove Ramblers midfielder, talking to Rory there, and Stuart Ashton, the Cove Ramblers manager, talking to Rory before that as well. About the ECD game tonight, big game for Cove down in St. Coleman's Park, kick-off 10 minutes away at 7pm. Cove making a right push for the promotion playoffs now. They're levelling points with UCD. Three points tonight would put them ahead of UCD into the playoff places. They would also be ahead of Longford Town, level with Cabantili in third and Drogheda in second, and only three points off the top. So a win tonight would put Cove Ramblers three points off the top of the Premier Division table. There are though about seven teams in contention for promotion now in the first division. You have Bray, Drogheda, Cabin City, Longford, UCD, Cove, and now Galway United as well, who nobody would have thought would have been there a couple of weeks ago. But in comes former Cork City manager who works wonders wherever he goes, John Caulfield, and a team that hasn't won. Uh, all season they won their first three games on the bounce um, made tough games as well under John Caulfield so uh, we'll keep an eye on Galway and Cove Ramblers for you as the season goes on and we will chat to John uh, going to line up an interview with John for the bench in the next couple of weeks as well right um, before we finish up Valerie over to Cricket yeah we're Cork County Iron action in the All-Ireland T20 semi-final tomorrow they're either taking on Railway Union or YMCA for a place in next Saturday's final at Belmont that game is still on way Rory wasn't speaking to Counties Rob Duggan and Vice Captain Dermot Carey ahead of the game Alright a big weekend for our friends at Cork County Cricket Club as they prepare for the All-Ireland uh, T20 semi-final this coming Sunday delighted to be joined by Counties Rob Duggan and Jeremy Carey lads how are you? All good Rory how are you? Thanks. I'm delighted to have you on first off lads uh, strange times as we meet on Zoom uh, today for this uh, call uh, Rob might start with yourself how has County coped I suppose with the Covid situation and lockdown and not being able to play for a number of months in the middle of the pandemic? 
Um, well, I, I guess initially it was um, it was a bit of a huge shock. Uh, uh, I suppose from a like as an amateur club, losing out on you know subscriptions, activity in the bar, stuff like that. That had that had an immediate impact, um, and then obviously over time, you know the the playing members want to get back playing, um, so it was about managing that. And I think uh, cricket, we were lucky in that we were one of the first team sports to get back on the field. Um, so I think it was late June. We were after tennis and golf. I think we we, we were back training. Um, the the restrictions were pretty pretty. Uh, steep, but um, I think after after a few weeks, everyone got used to it, you know. In, um, and then I think we were pretty quick. We were back playing, do you remember? Um, I think within about three or four weeks. Three or four weeks, yeah. Actually, yeah, straight, um, straight into it, yeah. Straight into it. So, look, at the, at the time, the lockdown was pretty pretty tough in the club. Um, but I think we were lucky. We, we were one of the few sports that got the most out of the summer. That, that that was yeah and David how did you find the whole situation then I mean like not being able to play all of a sudden must have been a, a real kind of body blow it was yeah I think we were well, I personally wasn't expecting to be back as soon as we were like as Robert said we were one of the first team sports back like I was playing a lot of golf from whatever it was the 21st of June or whatever it was on but like obviously rugby's only been back in the last couple of weeks but that's more of a winter sport but out of the summer sports we were still one of the first back and I think, as Robert said, the, res- the restrictions were tough on us. But I think we just made do with the situation we had because we realised it was either that or nothing. So we just had to kind of just get up off our arses and just do it. Um, I was reading, uh, as I was researching for this, I read your piece with that Ted Williamson in the Echo. He said you were teaching yourself guitar during lockdown. How's that going? Yeah, um, I'd probably let that slip a bit. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't learned how to play Wonderwall at parties yet, so no. We'll see. Um, maybe not that one yet, but we'll see where we go. <laughs> yeah, well, I think this is the first time we've spoken uh, on the bench. Can you tell yeah. us a bit about your, your, your cricket career and how you've gotten to this stage? Yeah, I guess, well, my brother would be three or four years older than me. And when he was, he went, we both went to Prez. So when he started in Prez, he got into cricket just through Derm Giltonen, who would be a, pre, a Prez and Cork County legend. And I guess I kind of got into it then via my brother. Um, Probably Robert wouldn't want to me to be saying this too much, but I actually started up at Cork Harlequins before before uh, before moving across to Cork oh, County. That's a big in one. The, yeah, in the summer of 2016, I moved down to Cork County and been there for the last four or five seasons. Excellent. And how would you describe Dermot as a player, Rob? Um, hugely committed. Um, you know, always you know always at training, always has the energy, um, always looking to learn. Um, and he's got, he's very ambitious. So, you know, he's he's a great example to the to the younger guys coming below, um, and actually to some of the older guys. <laughs> so, no, no, he's he's great to have great to have involved, and he's been doing a bit of vice captaincy this year, first team, and he's he's, he's playing with the provincial side as well, the senior provincial side, which is great. How do you find the vice captaincy role in there, but? It's probably probably easier than easier than the captaincy role in many ways because you don't have to have the tough conversations with people. But uh, no, it's it's just good just to have any bit of leadership role or just any any bit of input at all is nice to be able to pass on to anybody. So it's I'm enjoying it. 
And Rob, talk to us about the squad you have this year and the players that you have at your disposal. Um, yeah, I guess it's, uh, there was a bit of bit of turnover uh, over, over, over the winter. So um, obviously, we had no overseas professional this summer for obvious reasons. Um, we weren't playing in Leinster this year due to logistics and just the whole obviously COVID situation. So uh, we're sort of paired back to a mix of youth and and some guys who just you know relocated to Ireland. So there's a two South Africans, two English guys, um, and then the rest are just uh, the guys who've been playing for the past couple of years. Um, and we're trying to integrate a couple of younger guys, the under 18s. Um, so, yeah, it's like there's actually a good mix in the team this year. Um, everyone's sort of playing for each other. Uh, there's no egos besides Dermot. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been a good mix. Um, and that was uh, Cork County's Rob Duggan and Vice Captain Deer McCary ahead of their game at tomorrow. We wish them the very best of luck. Will we have time to get some competition yes, winners? we do indeed. Um, we're going to give it to our gym membership for Anytime Fitness and Ballon Colleague um, to Jessica Hogan in College View. She says the correct answer was 2005. We were asking because he is managing Anytime Fitness and Ballon Colleague. George O'Callaghan, when did he win the league with Cork City when he was a Cork City FC league winner? It was, of course, 2005 in that glorious era under uh, Damien Richardson that year and Pat Dolan a couple of years before as well uh, some great years for Cork City and the likes of George O'Callaghan and John O'Flynn and Joe Gamble and Roy O'Donovan and Dan Murray and, uh, and the, oh, I, I won't name them all because I'll end up <laughs> leaving someone out but uh, it was a great year, year for Cork City so Jessica says uh, lads I'd love to win the gym membership as I keep missing my gym after work as it's closed earlier now please pick me well this won't be closing earlier anytime fitness and balancolic open 24 hours and that's where you're going with your new gym membership so well done Jessica uh, just update you before we finish as well there has been another goal in the Premier League Liverpool 3 Leeds 3 3 all some game isn't it unbelievable uh, 3 all there uh, I don't think Liverpool would have expected to ship 3 <laughs> goals today but uh, there's still about 20 minutes left in that game so we'll uh, keep an eye on that for you as well and uh, Stevie G's on the way he'll give you the, the score updates on that as and when they happen here on Cork's Red FM that is us pretty much out of time you got through that alright? I got through that alright first showdown yeah it was great thanks so much no worries alright uh, Roar is here with the Big Red Bench tomorrow I'm back on air from 2pm thanks to you for listening Thanks to Valerie. Stevie G is on the way. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.